Hi and hello. Welcome to the Planting the Seeds Show. I'm James Edward Lamb III, your host, bringing you seeds from God's Word. And I want to thank you for joining me today as I plant some seeds into the soil of your heart, only to let the Holy Spirit do the rest. How am I going to do that? With words of praises, scriptures, and phrases, of course. My one and only goal is to do these things for my Lord, and that is to exhibit him, to put my Lord on display, to show you what I see in him. I want to expose him for who he is, which is that awesome power he possesses, his pure greatness with a capital G, because he's that almighty, powerful, living, yes, you heard that right, I said living God, not that fake dead, not living little G God who can't and will not do anything for you. Yes, this God, my God, and if he's your God, then you know you can count and depend on him because his word never fails. Plus, also allow me to promote some of his wonderful, I said wonderful, everything about his characteristics is wonderful, which is him being so kind. His enormous loving heart, his grace, his mercies, the greatest saving power of. Please join me as I welcome my dad and introduce to some the Lord, the anointed king. Yes, and if he's the same to you, shout hallelujah and agree with me because you already know. He's the one and only, the only one who is the same yesterday and today and forevermore. He is the author and finisher of my faith, my undefeated champion whose blood redeemed us from the curse of sin and death, the only one who is the way, the truth, and the light, and that no man can come to the Father but through him, the reason why he sacrificed his life so we can live and be the bridge to the Father. Come on, let your praises ring out for Jesus, the anointed King, the Savior of the world. Hallelujah. <laughs> so if you haven't given him a praise today for him being all that, I suggest you take a moment and give him a praise right now. Go ahead, I'll wait for you while you praise him, because I'm going to praise him too. So much to give him praises for great and mighty God. He is so enormously loving, so enormously merciful, never failing, never late, always on time. <laughs> Not a oops God, but an intentional God. Loving, saving, wonderful, redeeming, totally terrific, amazing. Oh, and one word that I, I made up, he's victimoniously victorious. <laughs> yes, welcome once again, welcome to the Planting the Seed Show. Pray for me and pray with me. Yes, thank you for joining me today at the Planting the Seeds Show episode. I think it's 153, 152, 154, it don't matter which episode it is. I'm so grateful that you are with me at this point. Um, it's... December 16th, it is, like I said, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Every day is the most wonderful time of the year because you got breath, life, and health, right, in your body. And if you can hear, and if you can hear what the Spirit is saying to you, harden not your heart, and let the Spirit come in, and let the Lord come in and save that soul. That's what the Planting the Seeds show is all of. About, right? I am going to do something a little bit different today, but then a little bit on the same. I'm not going to change the format. I'm going to stay with God showed me what to do and he told me what to do. 
So this is our affirmations, right? I just didn't pray right now. I'm going to pray at the end. Our affirmations is Lamentations 3, 23. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions faileth not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Hebrews 9.22 that says, Without the shedding of his blood, there is no remission of sin. Right? We all celebrate Christmas. And we all celebrate the birth of baby Jesus came down. But then, do we know the real reason why baby Jesus was born. Baby Jesus was born to become a sacrifice so he can shed his blood for the remissions of our sins because without that, we would still be lost. We still would be in the, the, the Adam. When Adam sinned, we still would be damned. That's right, I said it, damned. Right? <laughs> and the thing about it is that we got to be thankful that he was willing, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost in perfect unison, in perfect harmony, was willing to send this precious lamb down, this precious king, this anointed royal king down to save us, right? Because if we didn't have him to save us, where would we be? Remember we used to sing that song, where would I be if Jesus didn't love me? Man, oh man, we would be under the rule of Satan and his bondage. We would be in chains because we wouldn't have no way of escape. We'd be in the dungeon, right? So Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not unto thine own understanding and all thy ways acknowledge him first and he shall direct thy path. The reason why we trusting in the Lord is because he's the one who set us free. Set us free. Follow me this way. Come on, let me lead you to the path of righteousness. Because he said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No man coming to the Father but by me, John 10, 10. Right? The thief comes to steal, kill, and, and destroy. But I've come to give you life more abundantly, right? And that if you know all of these things, right? John 8.32 says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free, right? So let's bounce back to Numbers 23.19. It says, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said it, or shall he not do it? Or hath he had spoken, and shall he not make it good? God is not a liar. Malachi 3, 6, for I am the Lord, I change not. Right? So then now, let's jump to 2 Timothy 3, 16, 17, where it says, All, A-L-L, all scriptures. It didn't say some Scriptures. It says all scriptures is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for corrections, for instructions in righteousness. All the scriptures is good for this. Reproof, doctrine, corrections, instructions. Where? In righteousness. That the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Right? So if you know this, check out this big blow I'm about to hit you. I'm going to ball my fist up and I'm going to hit you with this spiritual blow. If you know that all scriptures is given by inspiration of God, then Colossians 3.16 says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all Wisdom, it didn't say some, all wisdom, teaching and admonish one another in psalms, in hymns, in spiritual songs, singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Hmm. 
Did you get that? Did that land well? Did that land on that jaw? Did that land in that heart? Did that land in your mind, right? Because check out this one. Reason why I hit you with that one, because that's supposed to wake you up. Because this is this is the warning right here. Ephesians 6 and 12, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of the world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. This is our wake up call because without the shedding of blood, we would be subject to all this wickedness. See, but what now, what we do now, we're wrestling because we are free. And the enemy is trying to inbound us again. He's trying to get us back in, in slavery. He's trying to imprison us again. Right? And, and, and that, keep that in mind. He's trying to imprison us again because that's where I'm going with today's message today. Right? Now, 1 Timothy 6 and 11, But thou, O man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness. Hallelujah. Goodness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life whereunto thou art also called and has professed a good profession before many witnesses. When God sets you free, you can't be Going dipping and dabbing, going back and forth. God sets you free, you must stay free. If you if you want to live, you must stay free. You can't go back because then you're gonna die messing around with sin. Sin does you in. Jesus sets you free. Right? James 4 and 4 says, Ye adulterers and adulteresses. Know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever, therefore, will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. You know that it's a, a war going on. You're on the Lord's side or you're on the enemy's side. <laughs> you're on the Lord's side of righteousness or you're on the enemy's side of unrighteousness. Right? Philippians 1, 6, 10, and 11 says, Being confident of the very thing that which has begun, he which has begun a good work in you, will perform it unto the day of Jesus Christ. Right? So he's working on you. So if he's working in you and on you, so then now he's working on you to remove you from all that unrighteousness, from all that wickedness. He shed his blood to wash you, to remove you, right? The 10th verse, that ye may approve things that are excellent, that ye may be sincere and without offense. Huh? Another word that's going to bring us into today's show, right? Offense till the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ unto the glory and praise of God. Ooh, I, oh man, I want to start right now. But uh, yes, let me start. Let me start. I got to start because remember that word offense. That ye may be sincere and without offense. Offense, offense, offense. Meaning that you are free. You are not guilty. You are without fault. That's today's topic of the message. Planting the seed today is without fault. He was without fault. He was without fault. So that what happens, he who was without fault washes us, cleanses us, and he makes us without fault. Fault. First Philippians 1 and 10, that ye may approve things that are excellent, that ye may be secure and without offense till the day of Christ. Now, first Philippians 1 and 11 says, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by who? Jesus Christ. 
unto the glory and praise of God. So he cleans you. He brings you without offense to his father. He is the advocate, the priest in this here, this here equation. What he does, he brings you offenseless. You are not guilty. He proved to you, he proves to the world, he proves to the enemy that you are not guilty. Yes, you used to do these things. Yes, I used to do that. Yes, I used to fornicate. Yes, I used to lie. Yes, I used to curse. Yes, I used to steal. Yes, I used to do all of that good stuff. Cheat. Yes. But God washed me in his blood. And when he washed me in his blood, he brought me to the throne of grace. Faultless. <laughs> Ooh, man, oh man. He brought me to the throne of grace faultless. How did he do that? Because look, let's go back to Hebrews 9.22, that without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. He washed me in his blood. When I said, Lord, I need you. Forgive me of my sins. I am a sinner. I had to confess my sins. Lord, I am a liar, cheater, fornicate. Lord, I don't want to do that no more. Please save me. And he wash me in his blood he put my sins in remission remission is to stop it from growing from from keep continue furthering me doing what i was doing so he put my sins in remission then what he did he gave me being filled with the fruits of righteousness who are by jesus christ ah don't you see this is wonderful he stopped me put my bad doing, my unrighteousness in remission. It's like cancer. He got it out. Oh, we got all the cancer. We got it all out. It will not spread no more. Jesus did that. He took all the sin. It will not spread no more. But then he started giving me fruits of Jesus Christ. <laughs> fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ. So now when Jesus Christ lives inside of you and you, you, you have all of this Goodness, and you, you love, and, and mercies, and, and joy, and peace, and, and long suffering, and godliness, and all of this stuff that comes through Jesus Christ. Because you remember, he says, "My Father is the vine. No good, no good fruit is grown. You're going to be pruned. You're going to be cast out. You're going to be broken off. You're going to be thrown in the fire." <sighs> Let me start. Mm-mm-mm. Here we go, here we go, here we go. He was without fault. Jude 1, 24 and 25. I'm going to start like this. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless, I should say, to prevent sin from reigning in your body. To prevent to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. He's going to do that with joy. He's going to be like, Dad, 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 look at James Edward Lamb III. Look at him. He's been washed in the blood. And look, he's, look, look, he's going to present me faultless to the Father with joy. He's going to say, mm, here comes James Edward Lamb. Yeah, I'm not. He's going to be like, yes. He's been washed in the blood of the Lamb. And look at him. Look at the fruits. Look at the fruits that he's been manifesting in his spirit. Look at him. Yes, Lord, yes. And the Father's going to say, Well done, good and faithful servant. You fought a good fight. You are a champion of, of, of the kingdom. Come on in. And I'm going to say, yes. And I'm going to, oh, man, I don't know. But I can just imagine, do a flip, run, shout, do a little two-step, whatever. But whatever I'm going to do, I'm going to march into that kingdom of heaven, right? <laughs> and look, the 25th verse got a little character away. Jude 1, 25, it says, To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power both now and ever. 
Amen. So be it. It is done. <laughs> oh, Lord. He was without fault. The one that was without fault, this is the one that's going to present me faultless before the presence of his glory and exceeding joy, with exceeding joy. This is the one without fault that they, 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 they charged and said that he was guilty. All right, let's keep going. Matthews 3.13 to 17. Yes, going to do some reading. It says, Then Jesus came from Galilee to Jordan to John in order to be baptized by him. But John tried to prevent him, saying, I need to be baptized by you. I know who you are. You are the king of kings and the Lord of God. You are the son of God. Baptize me. <laughs> right? Saying, I need to be baptized by you and do you come to me? But Jesus answered and said to him, Permit it now, for it is in this way it is the right for us to fulfill all righteousness. Listen, this is the plan. <clears throat> this is the plan. Watch this. When you, uh, when you baptize me, guess what's going to happen? Just watch. Just follow the plan. John, just, uh, John, baptize me. Boy, baptize me. <laughs> right so John says yes Lord right and then he permitted him now after he was baptized Jesus immediately went up from the water and behold the heavens opened up and saw and he saw a spirit of God descending like a dove coming upon him and behold there was a voice from heaven where is that coming from who's the narrator God from heaven said this is my beloved son. I can't even get that deep because you imagine, imagine in, in Revelation 4 when, when the voice spoke, the angels spoke, and the doorpost shook. Everything shook. It was like a thunder and lightning. Can you imagine? The birds, all humanity probably stood still, was listening to this. People, people couldn't hear it but John and Jesus. And he says, and behold, there was a voice from heaven saying, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. Right. And then, boom. Mission started. Last week, mission impossible. This week, the mission of that impossible started because right after that, he went into the wilderness. He went into the wilderness Satan tried to tempt him, if you be the son of God, because he was fasting 40 days and 40 nights. If, if you be the son of God, turn these rocks into stone. If you be the son of God, jump off this cliff and the animals, the angels, excuse me, not animals, the angels will, will, will keep you from dashing your foot against the stone. If you bow down and worship me, I'll give you all of that and... And Jesus had enough. He says, knock it off. That <laughs> should not tempt the Lord thy God. Knock it off. In so many words, you don't know who I am yet. But I'm your defeater. I'm the one that's going to knock your block off. I'm the one who's going to, uh, you, you have the world. Yeah. But I'm the one who's going to take the world back. You just don't know it yet. I have to go through this plan. It's a, a blueprint that I have to go through before I knock your block off. Before I blacken your eye. <laughs> but you should not tempt the Lord that God. Satan had to go. <laughs> and that's how we have to defeat this enemy the serpent by using God's words because it says all scripture is given by inspiration of God and profitable for doctrines for reproof for corrections for instructions in righteousness the enemy come to you and he starts speaking to you you change the channel and you start quoting scriptures to him and then he can't do nothing he can't do nothing <laughs> Bible says no weapon formed against me shall prosper. 
if you quote in scriptures and you stayed under the shadow of the most high, enemy can't touch you. <laughs> Woo we now we know in Luke the twenty third chapter, twenty third chapter he went to Pilate, he went to Herod, then he went to Pilate, he went to Herod, went to Pilate. He went back and forth. You know, Pilate and Herod didn't like each other, but they made friends through Jesus Christ. They was back and forth, back and forth. But then now, both men kept saying, I find no fault. He was without fault. I find no fault in this man. I find, let, yo, let me just, let's just scourge him and let's just beat him. Let's whip him, and then I'll release, release him and let him go. No, the people wanted justice. We want him crucified. Why? Because, because he was doing, he, he knows the law better than we do. And, and, and <laughs> can you imagine these dudes sound like babies? He knows the Lord better than we do, and and he he performed miracles. He he raised the dead, and and every time we try to we try to get him in something, we be laying snares for him. He knows he knows what we're gonna do before we even do it. Cause he he's just a he's just a bad man. Cause he is the God of all gods. All those little G-O-D, he is the capital G-O-D in the flesh. <laughs> Hallelujah. So what happens is that we, we want him crucified because what he's doing, he, we used to have a way. We have a way which seemeth right. <laughs> you know the scripture. There is a way which seemeth right. But you don't, but, but you, you're not doing what he's telling you to do. Well, he 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 be bringing us up when when that woman, when that woman we caught her in adultery. We and we we was gonna stone her, man. And and what happened? He says, he without sin cast the first stones. And you know what? We couldn't do nothing because I had to go to the to, to the temple, and I had to and I gotta go back to the temple because I did something. But I wanted to get this done. No, you couldn't do it because you had sin. And then, then you guys was raggedy anyway because why would you bring the woman and not bring the man? I don't know if that's the culture. The culture was back then, back then and then, <laughs> then and then. But but it was like the man, the woman was treated like, hmm, I'm going to say it. They was treated like the lowly, lowly slaves. Oh, Archie. Remember all in the family? Oh, yes, Archie. Yes, Archie. The Stepford wife. You do what I say. You know, and and it was like they did all of that. They caught him in the very act. They caught her in the very act. So where's where's homeboy? But you know, he he keeps keeps he keeps showing us up, man. He keeps showing us up. We asked him, we asked his 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 followers, his disciples. He said he said why do why do your 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 master hang out with? Sinners and and crooks, and the sick people. Why do you do that? And he says, "Well, he didn't come to save the saved. He came to save the lost. Something that y'all didn't do, because y'all looked down at these people. Y'all banished the people that was certain illness, like the lepers. Y'all did." things to to the widows which I wasn't supposed to be doing and and Jesus did the exact opposite Jesus was the radical Jesus was like uh-uh come here Mr. Leper boom be I healed Jesus was like uh-uh come on let's feed these people well y'all would have been like uh-uh y'all gotta go home he told the people sit down bless the two the, the two fish and the five loaves of bread and he he blessed them and he fed them then had stuff left over you know so it was like well what are you going to do with this God in the flesh so what happens let's just get him out the way he's a threat to us everything we've done he's a threat Jesus told him 
you tear down this kingdom in three days, you're going to rebuild it. <laughs> it took us 40-something years to build this here temple. And you're talking about three days, you're going to fill it up? <laughs> right? So what happens is that it was jealous of him. What happens is that they didn't possess the power that he had. <sighs> what happens is that they was just sinful, evil. They had the workings of the enemy in them. They was smart in their head, but then they wasn't smart in their heart. Because if they were smart in their heart, then they would be more loving. Then they would be more charitable to to the to the people that are widows, the sick people. They would have more compassion on them, but they didn't. So here comes a man without offense, without fault. He's coming, he's doing all of this, and that's a problem to them. So they says, yeah, and that was a problem to them. And what they had to do, they wanted to get him out the way. So they says, crucify him. And they put to death uh, innocent man, a man that was without fault, a man without offense. And what happened was they was like, yeah, yeah, we got him out the way. Yeah, yeah, we got him out the way. But that was all part of God's plan for him to come down and be a, a sacrificial lamb. And, and once he was sacrificed, and once he was set in the way of us, he was the go-between, right? The go-between between God and man. He was the way, the truth, and the life. No man coming to the Father, but through him. He was the one that saved us from raggedy unrighteousness. And they didn't know that they was all part of the plan because they was like, okay, get rid of him, crucify him. You know, he's out the way. Under the leadership of the enemy, the enemy thought that he was really doing his thing. But that was part of the plan. <laughs> it was part of the plan. He wasn't doing no big things. He wasn't doing... This was what God wanted to do. Jesus says... You don't take nothing from me. I lay it down. You don't take my life. I give it to be sacrificed. The man without fault. The man without offense. Right? So you know the story. Went to Calvary. Saved people. Saved the man on the cross. Right? Died. Said it is finished. Father, I commit my spirit into your hands. It is finished. They stabbed him in the side. He was dead. They buried him in a tomb, right? Put him in a tomb, put a stone on him. And then what they did, they put a, a, a centurion a guard there. It was like, don't let nobody steal his body because it might be true. <laughs> they scared because after he said, it is finished and he died, it was dark, it was earthquake. So then the centurion said, surely we did crucify the Son of God. Because now you see that you can't play with this man. This man is God of all the gods. So no matter what you try to do to him, he will prevail. He will avail. He will when <clears throat> you're not gonna kill him <clears throat> and get away with it, no. So what happens is that now when we go over to the 24th verse, right, and the road to Emmaus, these two guys, Cleophas, and they was talking. One of them was Cleophas, and 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 they was talking about what had happened and what happened is that they was like well oh man 
this guy. Did you hear what happened? And they was like, man, I thought he was supposed to be the savior of the world. What happened? And it was like, well, I don't know what happened. They're going back and forth. They're going round about. Well, you know what? If this happened, then that might happen. Then maybe this would. No, I don't know because he's not here with us. They didn't see him. But then he was always with them. Just like in today's context of the world. You don't see God with you, but he is with you. So you say to yourself, well, well, Lord, if you're here, then show yourself. And God don't have to show himself because he's already there because he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you, even to the ends of the world, the ends of the earth. No matter what happens, he is there. So these guys was on the road to Emmaus, right? And they was walking. Luke 24, right? And it says, while they converse, they reason that Jesus himself drew near and went with them. <laughs> they didn't even know that he was him. But their eyes was restrained so that they did not know him. Oh, wow. How many of our eyes are constrained and we don't even know that he's with us, but he's there? walking with us side by side, the man who was without fault, the man without offense, right? And he said, what kind of conversation is this that you have with one another as you walk and are sad? Cleophas said, are you the only stranger in Jerusalem? And have you not known the things which happened these there in these days? And Jesus said, what things? <laughs> like he don't know. It happened to me. But I'm going to ask him, what things? And then they said, these things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty in deeds and word before God and all the people. And how the chief priests and all rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and crucifix, crucified, because he was a man without faults, man without offense. But we was hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. Indeed, besides all this, today is the third day since these things happened. Now, mind you, the third day he was risen. Third day he rose third day. And you know what? This is what I want to say. The third day after he rose, he took his clothes off and he folded them nice and neat. Because when the stone was rolled back and they went and they saw, they looked in the tomb, all they saw was his clothes neatly folded. <laughs> See, God is a, a gentleman. He is a a, a, a neat, wonderful gentleman. What he does, he don't force you to do anything that you don't want to do. Because the Bible says, if thy confess, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If, 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 if the choice is yours. That's why that word if, 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 I, F, heavyweight word. Right? Close. Folded nice and neatly where he used to lay. Stone rolled back. <laughs> they looked in there. He's not there. Where he at? I don't know. Right? So then now he says, the third day. And we was hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. But yet certain women of our company who arrived at the tomb early astonished us. When they did not find his body, they came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. He's alive. He's alive. He's alive forevermore. Right? And a certain of those who were with us went to the tomb and found out just as the woman had said. But him they did not see. 
Then he said to them, O foolish ones and slow of heart, to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and to enter in his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scripture the things concerning him. <laughs> this is what he's telling them. But they don't know that it's him. Lord have mercy. That's another message. <laughs> you know, the 34, the 30, 28 verses. And then they drew near to the edge of the village where they were going, and he indicated that he would not have gone further. But they was like, nah, come on. But they constrained him. Nah, abide with us. Abide with us for this towards the evening and the day is far spent. And he went and stayed with them. Now when he sat at the table with them and he took bread and blessed and broke it and gave it, then the eyes was open, the one without offense. He was without fault. <laughs> he is the one that's going to come and redeem Israel, but not in the form that you want, not as the form of taking over government, but he's going to do it spiritually and in the last days, he will, Israel will be rebuilt again, and then he shall return. Mm. Man, are you waiting for that time when Christ shall return? Are you waiting for where you can see him face to face? <laughs> right? And then they said, did not our hearts burn with us while he talked with us on the road? And while he opened the scriptures to us, <laughs> so they rose up that very hour and returned to Jerusalem and found the eleven and those who were with them gathered together and saying, the Lord is risen indeed. The Lord that was put to death, the one that went to jail, the one that they lied on, he is risen and they told him about the things he had happened on the road and how he was known to them in the breaking of bread. See, Christ always feeds us. He feeds us that new bread, the bread that he said, you eat from this, you will never hunger again. The water you drink, you never thirst again. So we have this Christ that's walking with us, right? And we have to know that even if he don't feel like he's there, that the one that was without fault, the one that was without offense, the one that was wrongfully accused is there with you. Let's go back to, you, you hear cases of people who was sent to jail for something that they didn't do. And they do 20 years 25, 30 years, 40, something 40 years. And then at the time they didn't have DNA evidence. But then now they have this new form of DNA evidence so you can find out and see that, oh, he didn't do it. It was somebody else. You have the Central Park Five. They was wrongfully accused, you know, while he was in jail. The other guy found, figured out, he found out that somebody else had did it, and the guy told him he did the DNA. Oh, then you got to acquit. You got to let them go. Jesus was wrongfully accused. He was without fault. He was without offense. But then he rose. It was his will to be wrongfully accused. It was his will to do that for humanity to save us from what is going to come if we don't give our lives to the Lord. Hell, death, destruction, where now he made a way. So he went to jail. He went to the cross for on our behalf so we wouldn't have to go to jail, so we wouldn't have to go to the cross. Can imagine, can you imagine you being whipped and beat flesh ripped off your back 
pierced in your side, nails in your hands and your feet, crown of thorns on, you being punched, you being spit on, you got to carry this heavy cross to where you're going to die. You got to carry this big old thing, and then after you carry it, then they're going to nail you to it, put you in the ground, and wait for you to die. Can you, could you have done that? No, I don't think you could have, but the man who was without fault, I believe he can do it, because he did it. The man without offense, he did it. So we have to give God and praise, give, give him all the praise and thanks and honor and glory to him for what he's done. So I end on this. Don't you want to give the man that was without faults, the man without offense, your life, so he can take it and, and reform it and shape it and make you a, a, a child of the king? Let him in. Don't fight him. Let him in. Don't have your eyes restrained where you don't know who he is. You, you can know him for yourself. Just let him in. Right? I'm going to pray. But I want you to, to listen to this song. This song I was listening to this, this morning when I was doing my worship. My early morning worship. And it's, it's, it's endless hallelujah. That's what the name of this song is. So I want you to listen to this. In the morning when I rise to meet you In the morning when I lift my eyes You're the only one I want to cling to You're the first star Hallelujah to the one who died for us, the one who was without fault, the one that was without offense, the one who we celebrate, we're celebrating the birth, that's what he came to do, let me plant some seeds into you and let you know that without him we would be nothing, without him we are lost, so you might as well go ahead and just give your hands to the man who can save you from anything. It's nothing hard for God. No, no, no drugs. No, 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 nothing. No sin. No, no, no sexual sin. No nothing. He can save you from anything. All you got to do is give him a chance. Let's pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for you being without fault, being without offense, because, Lord, we know it had to be a lamb without blemish, spot or blemish. And, Lord, that was how you went to the cross, without spot or blemish. They didn't get you to curse or lash out on them. You went as a humbled lamb to the slaughter. And Father, you, you, you did what you came to do, Lord, and we thank you. We celebrate Christmas, but let's celebrate the real reason, Lord. Help us to celebrate the real reason. Help us to celebrate the real reason. Help us to celebrate the real reason why you came to die. And help us not to forget the real reason. That it was you that gave his life for us. So I thank you. I, I pray that somebody allows you into their heart. And I pray those who have you in their heart will continue to fight this good fight of faith. To continue to have faith. And to continue to bless you and praise you for all that you've done for us. So Father, we thank you give your name all the praise and all the honor and glory is yours in Jesus mighty matchless wonderful name we pray 
Amen. 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 Thank you for joining me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's my show today. I'm James Edward Lamb III, bringing you seeds from God's Word. <clears throat> Send me an email, write me a letter, follow me on Instagram and Facebook, where every day I post the words of the day, praises, and encouragements. All this information is on my Linktree page, Planting the Seeds. That's S-E-E-D with a Z. Join me on the Bible Chat Zoom channel every Tuesday at 8.15 p.m. where we sit down face to face in living color at the table with the king and the chef and the teacher who serves us delicious appetizers and meals where we chop it up and chew it up with understandings. Our menu is the word who became flesh and dwelt among us. The Zoom number ID is 760-916-0706. Passcode is 4H as in Harry, Harry, 9F as in Fair, N as in Nancy, I as in Ivan. Also join us Thursday and Friday night where and when the victory line in Jesus' name is going on. My brother Darren Gibson is the host these nights. Join us and hear the truth. The number is 667-770-1557. The access code is 593-438. Also join my praying sisters, friends beyond walls on the Zoom prayer line channel. Monday, 8 p.m. and Friday, 8 p.m. Come on, you don't have to turn the camera on to pray. The number is 379-598-0473. Password is 984-917. Have a wonderful day in the hands of the Lord. Always remember these scriptures. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not unto thine own understandings. Proverbs 3, 5. Philippians 4, 8 to 9, it says, Finally, brethren and sisterin, whatsoever things are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, good report, virtue, if there be any virtue on these things, those which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. Now to Ephesians 6 and 10, get your arms ready, make the muscle, make the muscle, because this is your spiritual muscle, because it says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Not yours, because you're not strong enough. Have a great, wonderful, blessed holiday. Enjoy. In the-